Hey guys, welcome back to Chai Lab. We're on episode 39 with myself, Fatima. And your girl, Muna. And it's me, Labia. And last but not least, Naman. So guys, I know all of you have already listened to our episode, Coughing Season. Um, and just before that, we did an episode called um, Slim, Trim and Educated, where we talked about Seema Auntie and all the matchmaking that does happen in our communities and how great but also horrible it can be um mostly we just bash Seema auntie to be honest um and then you guys just inundated us with questions like how do I find a husband how do I find a man and as as we told you multiple times before the four of us are single but um we went and we downloaded the all the apps for you we downloaded Muzmatch, Bumble, Hinge but anyway the conclusion is Naman came out of it the most upset because she was convinced that the algorithm was against her. Um, and she was particularly on Muzmatch. So naturally, we've invited Shaz, the CEO of Muzmatch, so that she can give him her peace of mind. <laughs> so Salam. hi, Shaz. Welcome to Chai Lab. <laughs> Salam. Thank you for having me. I'm already scared. <laughs> I'm outnumbered. Never outgunned. <laughs> come on, come on. We're, we're all lovely. We're all very lovely people. <laughs> I'm, I'm, um, so I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chaz, do you want to give us like a little intro about yourself? Who are you? Because I don't. I think everyone knows as much. Obviously, it's well known, but I don't think many people know who you are and who. Hmm. Is what happens behind sort of the image of Muzmatch. So if you can give us a little, little bit about yourself, yeah, Muzmatch. Of, of course, of course. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, uh, thank you for having me on this. Uh, I always enjoy these kind of uh, long conversations where I get to actually just yap on about uh, <laughs> stuff that I love, which is obviously Muzmatch. Um, yeah, this, uh, me. So background. Uh, I mean, you can tell from my accent. I'm a Mancunian, so for the global listeners from Manchester in the UK, uh, was a computer scientist by degree. Uh, did banking. I was one of those horrible investment bankers for about nine years. Um, got bored of that, um, and I actually had the idea. So, since kind of a, a lot of people don't know, Muzmatch way back when was actually a website. So, 2011, um, the classic story. You know, the guys, uh, uh, me and my team, and my team were mostly non-Muslim. We're all obviously cracking jokes about, you know, how is Shaz ever going to find someone? Uh, the whole, you know, for Muslims, you know, no sex before marriage, all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, they were obviously just uh, pulling my leg and uh, taking a mix. So uh, we're all kind of coming up with silly names of like different, call it dating apps for different religions. And, uh, you know, uh, I do for Jewish people. I do Hindu. Sikh, <laughs> Sikh, Sikh was my favorite for Sikh people. Uh, and Muzmatch was the Muslim one. And um, it was just one of those things that were... The name just stuck, and I was like, "Muzmatch is such a good name." Um, so literally, uh, and kind of almost, uh, I would say, not not as a joke, but I set up at the time uh, Muzmatch, which was a website, and purely just I thought, you know what? I had so many friends who were saying how hard it was to find someone. You know, personal friends, professional friends. You know, I was in the call it the professional Muslim network, and you know, the number of professional Muslims who were single and complained about being single and you know struggled to find everyone was crazy so I remember looking at what was out there thinking my god that's all pretty terrible um I could do a better job so I set up what was a Muslim website fast forward anyway to about 2013-2014 and uh, you know apps were and it's kind of strange because it was only six years ago but apps were starting to kind of take over our lives in terms of I guess smartphones that's crazy to think that it was yeah. actually that recent it's it's when I look back I'm like wow the the world has really moved on so quickly yeah, wow. um but yeah, it was like obvious to me that mobile apps were the future. Um, you know, I remember just looking at kind of all the traffic on the website and I think 80% was coming from mobile. So 2015, I was like, you know what? I'm sick of my job. Uh, uh, I think there could be something in this. Uh, and, you know, like I'm a Muslim. I, uh, you know, obviously I know the problems in the Muslim community around finding a partner, how important it is. I uh, love business. I love tech. It just kind of ticks so many boxes for me on a personal level. So literally 2015, or 2014, technically quit my job. Uh, sat in this room that you're interviewing me. So because of lockdown, I'm literally right back to where I started. So oh, uh, yeah, circle. literally full circle. So yeah, literally from this room, from this very computer. Actually, it wasn't this computer. It was a crappy Dell. But I was anyway. going to say, I hope, I hope at least the computer has been upgraded. <laughs> no, the computer has been upgraded. Uh, yeah, it was a rubbish Dell PC. But anyway, uh, so literally, uh, yeah, from, from, from this desk anyway, uh, learned how to build apps. And in about six months launched what was the first version on Android, on iOS and the whole thing and it was literally just me for about one and a half years and then now you know oh, wow. fast forward now we're what are we, we're nearly 50 people as a team uh we do everything in-house we've got all the engineering design the testing the customer support absolutely everything um you know i'll top level stats four million members globally uh we're the world's biggest uh muslim matrimonial app uh out there we're the fastest growing 
where uh, we've had, we just actually, I think a couple of weeks ago, we, well, actually, maybe it was a month ago, we celebrated over 100,000 successes on this match, which is mental. That's amazing. Um, so, yeah. And like photo, like, trust me, photos. I have people messaging me all the time saying, oh my God, my friend just found someone on your app. You know, there's so many undercover lovers. So the whole thing, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, so, you know, on that, it's come, we've come on such an amazing journey. Uh, but yeah, it's extremely tiring uh but but genuinely if i didn't find it fulfilling i wouldn't be doing it and yeah, yeah. i even though i'm absolutely knackered you know and it's 8 p.m <laughs> in the uk we're recording this now so yeah it's a long day but i love it oh so we can basically call you the technical seema auntie is what you're saying uh, technically yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh but that's a bit i think what i'm so looking at it from your perspective and remembering what it was actually like six years ago and my mm. friend still makes fun of me now, especially after we did release the episode about um, being on dating apps. And, and even though we all downloaded a specific app, we also all ended up downloading Mismatch as well and checking it out. And it was about four years ago um, and she'd met a guy and I was like, please don't tell me you met him online. And then she was like, no, I haven't. And it wasn't until, I'm not even joking, probably a month ago that she confessed to us all, you know what, wow. guys, I actually <laughs> did meet him online. And then I was like, and she was Trust like, it was me, it's crazy that- common. Exactly. And she was like, it's because of you out of everybody who asked me at that time, <laughs> don't, don't say you met him online. That made me feel like actually, yeah, I can say it. So in a time where it was kind of crazy to meet anybody online, mm. was it not super scary to even even suggest the idea to the Muslim community and how did you feel yeah, about so you're the right. cringiness uh, behind it <laughs> oh big time just like <laughs> it's so funny because I like I like I'm still in touch with some of the early couples who met through Muzmatch who who haven't told everyone else it was through Muzmatch you know even to this day oh. so it's like five six years later <laughs> so you know your secret is safe with me you know but it, <laughs> it is crazy like um uh, and you're right, and this still is a taboo. Don't get me wrong; like we're not there yet. But you know, I'm sure we'll talk about COVID and the lockdown and all that stuff. But but you know, undoubtedly the taboo's going. Um, I've always said that like the Muslim market are I don't know X years behind the mainstream anyway when it comes to all aspects of this using online. Uh, what you know, websites was a big taboo, and then now it's apps. And I think part of the uh, apprehension about admitting I met on an app, I, th- I would put it down to like the early damage done by early dating apps, where it, it was it was very seedy and seedy and hook up and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I know it's sleazy and it's come a long way. Don't get me wrong; some apps still exist for that, but but it's come a long way. And I think now, you know, when you say oh, I met on an app, it's not as uh, I won't say embarrassing, but seen seen as negatively. It's almost like yeah, yeah whatever. And and the, you know the big thing I, I'm not to give my age away, but I'm 36, right? So I've been through the no internet, crap internet, rubbish computers, <laughs> desktops, and the whole thing. You know, to, to smartphone now. Whereas you know we've got uh, members on our Muslims, you know, who are signing up at I don't know 21 or whatever, who well technically 18 is the minimum age, but eight, you know let's say 21, 18, 21. That age group have never you know they've, they've skipped all of that. They've only known smartphones and the internet type of thing. You know, in their in their call it adult life type of thing. So. Um, and that's not to be underestimated because the mindset is so different in yeah. terms of mm. what you what you're willing to share. You know, now, you know, I, I still think girls have an apprehension of having their photos public, let's say on an app like this, but it's a lot less than it used to be. I'll tell you that. Like, so we've come a long way. It's normalized a lot, and it. And you know what the weird thing is, and this is what I always found weird is, like, oh, right, I'm a Muslim guy, uh, let's say the Muslim girl. Right? How are you going to meet a family guy? How am I going to meet a girl? Right? It's through my family. All right, they don't know anyone. Through my work. All right, I, there's only two Muslim girls at work. Let's say I'm just making this up. Right? It's not true, but you know, let's say, let's say there's two Muslim <laughs> girls at work. Then it's two of my friends. Oh, actually, I, I don't know any Muslim girls. And then I'm like, right now, now what? And so for me, it's weird. I always thought online makes the most sense for Muslims. Like it's like it's, in theory, or, you know, and how it should be. It's, you would argue it's probably the most halal of, of all avenues, you know. And um, so that's the crazy thing why we still had this hang up about it, uh, yeah. which I never fully understood. I think it's because there there was already so much progression that needed to be done with the concept of even dating anyway, because we've we've come a long way mm. even in that aspect. So yeah. even the idea of picking your own partner, mm. honestly, yeah. has only recently become more of a norm, um, let alone, you know, going out of your way to find your own partner and presenting that partner to your family and all these things. It's only just because... You know what I'll tell you? But you're right, is that now parents are like, well, we've we've not got any options for you. Go and sort yourself out. <laughs> like, literally. Whereas before, like, families were connected and they'd know people and all this kind of stuff. Whereas now, 
Yeah, I've had random mums. I don't know. I don't know how they get my number, but call me saying, you know, can you find someone for my daughter? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like <laughs> my first question is, how the hell did you get my number? And I'm like, secondly, just tell her to download the app. That's why we built it. You know, uh, I think they think I have a special like version of the app with like, you know, top clientele or something. It's I don't like, know. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you have like a VIP list that you see. No, it's a it's a small community. <laughs> joking, joking. I was going to say because that 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 can slide us straight in and it is so obviously now we're slowly overcoming the fact that we've got a dating app mm. secondly we're mm. going to overcome like actually getting and persuading muslims to come on and i do think it's come a long way you know hearing about Muslims six years ago and it, it re- being reintroduced to it now i feel very differently about the idea of it and mm. it how do you attract people onto the app and then how do you attract so people that you think the white people yeah aren't going Should to be, be on the, the ones that will give yeah, you yeah, the yeah. bad name for the app and all whatnot so this is you know what like those two questions are the hardest questions uh, of, of how you scale anything right uh because by nature you'd say you know when we were small like i remember the early days of Muzmatch, right it was mostly uh, you know let's say almost people either people i knew were just professionals right because you know, I was going to professional events and I was, I was I was so annoying. I mean, people still meet me now going, man, remember those days when you were like the annoying guy talking about this Muzmash thing, you know, <laughs> so way back when I'd literally like, I'd have little cards and I would, I would, I, I still remember, I would like go up to, you know, because you're trying to build this out, I'll go up to like Muslim girls at these events going, look, are you, are you single? And they're like, you know, don't talk about that type of thing in front of them. <laughs> and then I like have this card and they would like, almost like uh, look at me like whatever I don't want it uh, or they'll be like no I don't want it whatever and I'd literally just slightly put it in their purse like when they were you know as I walked past or whatever <laughs> and then I'd see them sign up later trust me so the little things you have to do but um, definitely early on was you know the call it that professional crowd and then as you scale as people hear about you you know you start attracting the masses let's say which you know we're mm. like I said we've grown a lot then the question is all right um how do you, I wouldn't say how you police that, let's, let's say, but then how do you keep it, uh, uh, how do you filter? You know, probably there's a short answer. How do you make sure that people's intentions are all right at that kind of scale? How do you attract the right kind of people? Uh, it's hard, I'll tell you that. Um, you know, I remember people have said to me, oh, Shazi should make like just a professionals only must match. I'm like, no, I don't want to because, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, like for example, an Uber driver equally deserves to find their partner. Like why, why, are, we, mm. why, why are you suddenly so special versus them? Uh, the job of us is just to help whoever you are find someone who matches up with you. The flip side, and you're right, is, all right, how do we put off, get rid of, deter the people who are dodgy, who are after God knows what, who want to mess about and all that. That bit is is hard, and that's probably the big, the bit that we spend the most time on, you know? Um, and we have to. Uh, and it, uh, But I'll tell you that, if you, not just us, but even, you know, mainstream dating gaps, that's probably the biggest problem of all apps, yeah. you know, of behavior of making sure people uh, uh don't misuse it the good thing is and i have to admit like and this was kind of very reassuring for me right so uh, when was it about i'm gonna guess six months ago during lockdown we built like you know the ability to share photos on Muzmatch, right i remember uh, i don't think tinder has this yet could be wrong but i don't think they do i think it's still text on tinder only and because tinder uh and a few other dating gaps know that if you put photos on and it's a mainstream app you know, you're going to get, it's like hot dogs yeah. everywhere, right? It's yeah, Tinder's, <laughs> Tinder's the one that we didn't try because yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. just avoid that. <laughs> no, exactly right. So that's the tricky thing. So that they didn't go down that road uh, for that reason. I, I think uh, more and more apps are now, you know, especially because of lockdown, have brought in photo uh, sharing and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, we brought it out six months ago and we, we, we uh, I said we're only releasing it as long as we have like obscenity detection from day one, right? Mm-hmm. So like if there's something dodgy, a, we know about it and you get a bit of a warning as well before you open it and be like, what the hell? Just put me off my dinner, right? So uh, the good thing is, uh, I think when we last worked it out, it was like 2. E- 2.5% of all photos were flagged as being obscene. And the good thing is, like, we had the unfortunate job of actually looking through and saying, right, is our detection working? And for the most part, which is good, I would say half of them weren't obscene. Like okay. it was just incorrectly flagged or whatever. So I was reassured that people know from the off that that kind of stuff's not cool or muzzmatch. The flip side is, they take, you know, this is why we always tell people, keep the conversation on Muzmatch because they'll take conversations elsewhere. Mm. Like that's almost, if someone's asking you for Snapchat on your second message, trust me, they don't want to just, um, you know, yeah, they don't have send your birthday card. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and so there's a bit of that as well in terms of how you juggle it. But you're right, that's, that's a hard thing. How do you scale and maintain that level of quality, mm. which is hard? Um, you know, my goal is how do we transform how Muslims meet and marry? That's like, 
but to simply put what our mission is, that is our mission. So, um, you know, in terms of finding a partner, just in terms of getting to know each other, right? Um, uh, feel free to tell me short, right? So like one of the things, by the way, I remember talking to someone and, and uh, I had this, the same thought. Like somebody was saying, um, uh, you know, like, oh, you know, you're letting guys and girls talk, talk on your app and blah, all these things can happen. And I'm like, yeah, fine, of course. Uh, and equally, it came down to the whole thing of, you know, uh, men saying, why are Muslim women so X, Y, Z? And Muslim women saying the same about Muslim men. You, I've heard it all, right? <laughs> now, part of it, I'm like, we get, we definitely give ourselves a hard time as a community because we're like, you know, men are useless and women are like, uh, you know, men are like, women are useless. They don't know how to talk and blah, blah, all this kind of stuff, right? But then I'm, I'm thinking, well, if you flip it the other way, we're brought up with a culture of, you know, don't really talk to the opposite gender. You know, we generally speaking, you don't have relations before you get married. You don't, you know, you're not living with anyone of the opposite opposite sex. All this, kind of, there's, there's a general level of, of some sort of segregation or, or some line in the sand of mm. where, where that is, right? So you have that and then you're thrown into get to know a girl uh, and get married, right? And somehow and have gonna... the skills to do it, like, gracefully. Exactly. Like, I, and I was thinking about this and I was thinking, well, you know what? Like, for non-Muslims, okay, they have all that and, they, you know, they get up to that, all that fun stuff, in inverted commas. But they, they, they get a social education of how to deal mm. with opposite gender, how to deal with different situations, how to live with someone, all that kind of stuff. They, they've, they've kind of been on a trial run, whereas we don't. So, like, you know, sometimes I think, yeah, we give ourselves a hard time, but but it's, not that it's necessarily our fault, but I think there is, there is a gap of education. And yeah. How do you solve that? And that's a hard no, one, definitely. you know? It's almost like we're approaching it like we're 13 all over again. It's totally. Like we, could pro- we could be professionals, yeah. you know, like killing it in whatever field we're in. But when it comes to this, we're like, it's hilarious. I think we all, we, we all go into it blind and you're like, oh my God, I did not expect it to be like that. And you're like, mm. is there a right or wrong answer? And it's like yeah. teaching yourself as you go along. And don't get me wrong. And you're, you're right. And don't get me wrong. Like, I think these are difficult subjects. They don't even want to talk about apps, right? Like very few talk about apps. And I'm like... Yeah. This is the reality. We have to deal with it, right? Like, yeah, and that's the way I've looked at it. You know, you we can need to actually address it exactly because, and I and we do a lot, and you know, I'm sure we'll talk about like educating people of of you know red flags, things to be aware of, how to have a conversation, blah blah blah, how to how to like conduct yourself on an app, right? And you know, even in the app itself, we have various warnings, and we try and remind people of X, Y, Z. You know, even like one. Actually, I'll give you an example. Uh, three months ago, uh, this girl who I barely know but messaged me on Facebook. Um, um, uh, saying, uh, oh yeah, saying uh, she matched with some guy on was match, um, uh, and I think it was something like he was quite obscene in the messages, and he sent a dirty photo or something, and she was like horrified, and like this kind of started her day and ruined her day. She messaged me, and uh, and, and we we got told. I said, I trust you, don't send it to me. No, I don't need to see it. I said, I trust what you're saying. Uh, and we got talking anyway, and like one of the things she said was, um, oh, it'd be good if just. You know, she was like, can't you just like have more warnings and stuff in the app and tell people? I'm like, you can, but trust me, like just overloading people with loads of warnings doesn't work. It just doesn't. Yeah. Right? Um, it, like there's a better way of doing it. And then I, and then um, uh, one idea I had was, uh, you know, kind of a, a positive encouragement. So I added literally after that conversation, we added so that as soon as anyone matches, we literally start the match off with keep it halal. And then just a little kind of uh, prompt, for example, uh, uh, speak to others as you like to be spoken to. Mm. Uh, we're here to help. Whatever, a whole bunch of different kind of phrases, and it's small, and it probably means nothing to most people. But then it's just that little extra reminder. When I go in, I'm like, oh, you know, do I want to be that sleazy guy or girl? Uh, maybe I'll do it elsewhere. Fine, do it somewhere else. Don't do it on this match. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I messaged her, and she was buzzing that her feedback had she been listened to. I don't know if there's loads we can and we're working on, but yeah, it's it's it's, it's very complex. It's not as simple as people make out, in all honesty. Yeah. So is it is it fair to say then your target audience is women? So like with any app, especially like ours, right? Um, you know, we're a straight app. Of course, you know, you need both sides there. You need men and you need women. Now, if you look at numbers, and people are always surprised, but our app, we're two thirds male, one third female. And everyone's like, what? Oh, wow. I know like more Muslim women who are single and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Everyone has that understanding. That's but so that... surprising. Yeah, exactly. that is surprising. No one, and it's just, don't get me wrong, it's the same on other mainstream mm. dating gaps, that ratio, right? So so clearly, and, and also, women behave almost completely differently to how men behave on apps in terms of, like, the data shows it. It's so different. So then you're like, how do you build a single platform that works well for everyone? Uh, uh, undoubtedly, you know, and let's not beat around the bush here, 
you know, women are, are on this on this platform. I would say on most apps. And if you look at like you know Bumble, they've marketed themselves very. You know, they've, they've really kind of cemented the whole women first thing um, mm. uh, uh, as as their kind of USP, if you will. But generally speaking, women are more sensitive in terms of behavior on apps. Men put up with. I'm generalizing massively here to cover my own back here, right? Because <laughs> no, uh, but I would say um, men, within reason, generally speaking. To, to disclaim heavily, can, will put up with most things. Mm-hmm. Women, on the other hand, generally speaking, don't. Like one bad experience, one horrible conversation, they're done. I'm never joining this thing again. I never want to speak to a guy. You know, done. <laughs> we're built differently, and that's fine. You know, like we, we, you know, women generally speaking have a certain set of emotions. Men have a certain set of emotions, etc. You know, everyone has their own level of sensitivity on different things. You know, if we look at people who say who leave most match, saying I'm taking a break and then come back and then take a break and come back, women way more than men. You know, men will, like I said, will persist uh, uh, to some degree. Women will, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll go through, the, you know, it's emotionally, it can be quite draining. Don't get me wrong. Mm. You know, this is of someone who's, who's built an app, right, that gets people together. The whole process of speaking to different people of, you know, let's be real, dealing with rejection, dealing with time wasters, but equally dealing with a really good conversation that goes somewhere, but then doesn't go somewhere. That's it. But almost equally as tough, right? Yeah. So there's a lot. It's it's not complicated. It's not sorry uh, easy, and it's not straightforward. I remember, and I I learned this quite quickly about a year and a half into the starting was match was oh my god, relationships are way complicated, and they are. They're the most they're messy. So many different things can happen. You bring two people together, especially online. It's like it's, it's like two fireworks, you know. <laughs> like it, almost anything can happen, and that that for me was an education on a personal level. I was like mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Um, so when I was on um, the, so I was particularly on Hinge when we were kind of testing them all out, but then I also tried out Musmatch and I was getting really frustrated with, um, so even though Naman claims that her algorithm was particularly bad, I was getting quite frustrated with the options that I was having. Um, and so then I was like, you know what, there's, and, and this is mostly because, you know, of the way that the guys presented themselves on the apps. And I even mentioned in our last episode, you know, I saw guys that I actually know personally, and I think really highly of. And when I saw Mm. their profiles, I thought that you're not presenting yourself in the way that you are, you're not giving yourself enough justice. And so naturally, I told them as much I was a man. And um, or I don't know, I'm not sure if it was as much (laughs) or the other. I was like, hi, I'm a man. And I'm interested in women. Because I was like, interested Mm. in seeing if you know, maybe I was putting too much effort in my profile and like I needed to just play it cool a little bit and relax. And I went on there mm. and I was like, why am I not a man? There were so many different options. Like the women <laughs> were so, they, it was just, it's not to say, I don't want to say that the standards were higher. I just, I feel like on the other, on the flip side, yeah, you had so many different types of women presenting themselves in different ways, right? And then where as, as a woman looking mm. at these apps, at men's profiles, it seemed like the standard guy in different clothes. So I guess what mm. I'm I'm trying to get at is, is the way that you guys, and this goes to you guys, but also dating apps in general, I suppose, because in fairness to you, it wasn't a Muslim thing. It was a dating app thing. Is it yeah, the way that yeah. we market the apps that attracts certain women different to the way that we attract a particular man? And so in the end, we, we end up with more numbers. There's more people on the app, but maybe not as many matches as they could be. Or maybe it's just that guys don't know how to make a profile. So like you're saying, <laughs> no, like like mm. you're saying, like even guys that you know like, in real life, yeah, you're yeah. saying that their profile doesn't do them justice. So maybe that's why they all look the same in terms of, in <laughs> well, terms of they don't know how to differentiate themselves yeah, 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 on the yeah. app. They don't know how to they don't know how to play the profile. I guess I do think women spend more time on their mm. profiles, though. I don't know. I mean, uh, speaking of half the three billion men, I'd like to say no, no. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say, no. I think you're. Charles, we basically brought you here to tell them off. Basically, <laughs> they need, they Not need though. to do better. Oh no, I'm gonna leave here with bruises. <laughs> um, no, I think so. There's a few things. Number one, uh, if you look at the statistics, and it is true, women are. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put it in very uh, loose, uh, in very commas, more successful than men in, in call it life, in, okay. in, in academically, <laughs> in profession, uh, and equally, uh, uh, you know, as a result of those two things, I would say, are clearer in terms of what they're looking for, they're able to articulate it better. And yeah, you're right, you're dead right, they uh, put more effort into presenting themselves. You know, I, I would even say, you know, I'm going to be another generalization, which I'll probably get beat for, but I, I would say women in general are good at are better at presenting themselves than men. You know, you need to just look at, let's say you just look at 
you know, the more crudest way, but modern beauty standards. Women have this demand to present themselves well and men can almost get away with anything and it's yeah. <laughs> right? You know? So so you've got like you've got that at play. Generally speaking for men, um you know, I don't want to be a man basher, but you know, this is we're almost, almost, <laughs> yeah, almost we'll try and get away with doing the least amount of effort to get the job done sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so I think sometimes that, that flows through. I know exactly what you mean, so I'm not being biased here. You know, I've looked at both uh, uh, male profiles and female profiles. You know, in the first, my God, couple of years of Muzmatch, I was literally doing the moderation. I was approving and rejecting profile. I don't know how that, I didn't sleep, I don't think. Oh I had my no God. life. Uh, but I was doing that. I was doing the customer support. So I'd see everything. And it was an educator. Like, I didn't mind doing it because I was learning just so much about the whole thing. Um, and and I, exactly that, men were almost not almost, but mostly quite useless at putting together a half-decent profile. And I'm like, I'm looking at the photos going, my God, like, no one cares about your crap car and no one cares about that <laughs> chain. You're... No, you know what I mean? It's like basic things. I remember somebody sent me their profile saying, Shaz, how would I make this better? And I literally just said, just wear a shirt. And then honestly, <laughs> the you go back. Yeah, yeah, that was it. I said, no just wear has, a shirt. No man has you know? some experience in this. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I, but, but the good thing was, a week later, you messaged me going, you know what, Shaz, that worked. You know? And it was like, it was it wasn't much so you're not wrong uh, i think one thing and uh, i think maybe you said and i think you're right and this is on our to-do list by the way for us is how do we help everyone but mainly man but how do we help people actually put together a better profile because mm. even on that we've been on a journey right we used to ask you i think it was like 35 different bits of information about you which is a lot then we then we figured out what did people actually want in what they're looking for in terms of a life partner. And we got it down to, I think, 22. I'll have to count what it is now. But let's say it's 22 different bits, which is still a lot considering mm. other apps are like photo, name, probably that's about it maybe, you know. So, you know, we, we already ask a lot of people. But, you know, even then it's like a, a, people still need help as a short answer, you know, or, or what do I put here? And I think also the one thing that I have seen, especially with the way people speak about Muzmatch, um, specifically as mm. opposed to the other apps is that any negative experience any sort of um like encounter that they have on Muzmatch just becomes representative of like muslim dating yeah. in general like Muzmatch becomes a household name mm. um even when people aren't speaking about Muzmatch they they just use Muzmatch as a catch-all name for any sort of muslim dating app and i think it's hard to sometimes for people to separate the negative experiences that they've had on the app. And I've fallen this to this. Mm. I fell into this too when I saw like 15 pictures of the same dude in a pool, like a dead <laughs> kid. And I was like, oh, I don't know. It was a, it was a group oh, holiday, yeah. okay? <laughs> <laughs> they all took their profile pictures. Yeah. Yeah, all, it was like you a know so camp. funny. It, it was called Sick Could I Sign Up. <laughs> sometimes I see guys, time. sometimes I see guys taking a photo and the other one. When we get past the pool, yeah, picture, yeah. Be like the guy standing in front of like Big Ben or London Eye, and I just want to scream at them while they take because I see them take it and then they flip, and I'm like, no, yeah. I need to be more creative. I know exactly where this is going, and it's not enough. Hey, hey, <laughs> in the interest of fairness, the number of women who do the the bathroom selfies, you know, I mean, come on, come on. I'm always like, I've, literally, I'm always like, surely there's another room you can take that photo. Like, it's all about the lighting. It's lighting. lighting. It's lighting. It's lighting. Even when you're looking at like the target audience, like the Muslim community, there's so much nuance to our mm. community in terms of like gender interaction, like the wide range of how comfortable people feel on the app. Like there's people that would want like a wadi in the room when they're chatting. There's people that use it a little bit more casually and stuff like that. And so how do you stay motivated when there are so many factors kind of coming at you in terms of people yeah, having critiques yeah. about the app from every direction? So, so uh, yeah, uh, really two, two good questions. So the first question actually, uh, and, I, and you're right, and I, I always say this and, you know, people are like, oh, your app's rubbish. I met five rubbish guys on it. And I'm always like, is it the app or is it the guys? Right? That's the first. Oh, it's the guys. I'm like, okay, great. Um, and it's so weird because, you know, I, I'm, trust me, I, I literally I get stopped in the street, honestly, of people giving me their feedback. Uh, sometimes good, sometimes <laughs> not so good. Uh, the perks of doing this. But, like, it's so weird because I sometimes I speak to, to women who use the app and they're like, oh, my God, I met, like, amazing guys, really interesting people, had such a great experience. And then I'll meet, I'll, and then I'll meet someone who will say the complete opposite. And I'm always like, 
what like, I, like i've never understood it because i'm like if you're if you're seeing the same people then mm. then uh, you know not that anyone's to blame but i always think it's slightly two-way in terms of right well surely there's some ways to spot who those kind of people are and who the other kind of people mm. are and there must be right so you know whatever i think that falls on both parts your other question and this like uh this, this is probably the bit that i on a personal level struggled with right so you know uh, you know i'm a fairly practicing guy i'm you know pray all that kind of stuff and you know for me faith means like everything right like for me quitting my job doing this uh, uh you know Hamza it's been successful and it, it could very easily have been a complete everyone thought I was mental at the time trust me my parents and friends and everyone's like laughing at Shaz the guy who gave up that amazing job to do this stupid app thing you know and Hamza it's, it's, it's turned out okay I think but jokes on like, them <laughs> yeah jokes on them <laughs> but like you know for me on a on a personal religious basis you know and people have asked me as well you know how do you feel that people get up to no good via your platform and you know having relations and all this kind of stuff and and that's a it's a hard one right and i my the way i look at it is, is twofold number one you know uh we're unapologetically about getting you married now we're not blind to say that dodgy stuff uh, uh, happens on, on Muzmatch, you know, we're, we're not gonna be, um, we don't pretend, no, it doesn't, Muzmatch is perfect and blah, no, not at all. We know sometimes things that happen sh- that shouldn't happen do happen on the platform or via the platform, more often via than on, to be honest, but let's say on. Um, then the flip side is on us. Okay, if that's presented to us, do we turn a blind eye? And I know categorically, no, we don't. Like, our, for example, you know, one thing I was very keen to make sure is that, you know, like I said, in the first couple of years, I was doing all the customer support. And I was like, I can't, I shouldn't and can't be the person doing this. It should be someone else. So now literally we've, we've a 11 strong female team who take care of all that. They decide who to, they've got, they've even written, to be honest, they've almost shaped themselves the guidelines that, that we follow in terms of what's acceptable, what's not, what, what constitutes a warning, what constitutes a permanent block, etc. And don't get me wrong. We, and I would, I would like welcome you to read our app store reviews and all that kind of stuff. We get people giving us abuse because we block their account and we don't block people for fun. You know, yeah. especially if they're paying us. We don't block, you know, but I, I told them, I don't care if someone's paying us loads of money, no money, if they've never paid, I don't care. If there's an example of something dodgy, uh, block them and move on. You know, we don't need that. And they block, we've blocked, I think now about, I'm going to count, but probably about 90,000 accounts, oh, which wow. is a lot, wow. right? It blows people. And probably from I would say- million. From, from 4 million. From 4 million, right? And yeah. the thing, the thing is, and you have to think about this, is that, and equally, you know, as we scale and become more well-known, of course, we're going to end up blocking more people because you're right. You know, the, it starts becoming attractive to a broader and yeah. broader base. It's a representation of society at the end of the day. Exactly. And one, and one thing, and Naman, you're, you're dead right, is that for me, I remember I'm a Pakistani, I'm a British Pakistani, right? I never, ever, ever wanted Muzmatch to be an Asian app or a Pakistani type. I didn't want all those kind of vibes. So like very consciously in our marketing and the way we talk about it, the way we kind of mm-hmm. present it, uh, we always try and mix it up and we don't have an, like an Asian slant on it, if you will. For me, it's important. But then secondly, I was, I'd already decided, you know, there, there are various, let's say, Muslim, at the time, there were various Muslim websites out there. Some were on a very religious scale, you know, almost to the point where it was intimidating. I've got religious friends who were telling me this XYZ platform, either they find a bit too much, you know. Uh, uh, and then obviously, let's say you've got mainstream dating websites and apps and all that kind of stuff. For me, I was always like, you know what? If you identify as a Muslim, you want to find a Muslim, then we should be a home for you as long as you behave, you know, like yeah. respectfully on it, right? You know, for us, I'm like, I want to attract uh, a, a less, you know, a, a guy or a girl who says, I'm not that religious. Probably I'm not even religious. Yes, I drink, but I want to marry a Muslim, whatever that means. And I'm like, mm. cool, you should yeah. be welcome and feel welcome here. Equally, if you're like, I'm very religious, pray, pray five times a day, wear the full niqab, I want you to be comfortable and as much. And Alhamdulillah, I genuinely think through our marketing and the platform itself, the fact that we've got plenty of people in both of those buckets on the platform means I think we've solved that. Mm-hmm. And I would much rather that than us be slightly preachy and put someone off and make it harder for them to marry a Muslim. I, for me, that's a bigger, yeah. uh, that's a bigger disservice I've done to the community. So that's the way I look at it. And to answer your question, that is probably the hardest thing ever because you're navigating different interpretations of what is halal, what's not. You know, you're mm-hmm. Canadian or American, sorry. Uh, I'm a- I'm American. American, right? So if I said in, in the States, and I remember when I went to the States and I said like halal dating or Muslim dating, no one bats an eyelid. You come to the UK and say Muslim dating, it was a haram. It's a whole like, different <laughs> ballgame. You know? We talk about this all the time. It's like exactly. the Muslim community is just, like, it's like they've never ever met in the UK yeah. And, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, America. Yeah. And that's major. 
I still get, we still get emails going, uh, you guys are haram, why have you got a dating in your app store? And I'm like, well, look, people are searching, that's what they're searching for. They don't mean yeah. X, Y, Z. They're just, mm-hmm. that's the, yeah. call it the modern colloquial term of getting to know someone, you know? Mm-hmm. And here it's getting to know someone for the sake of marriage. I think that's actually amazing that you've you've mentioned that because I, I preach about this all the time in general from, you know, even even when we were back in uni, I would say, you know, things like ISOC and MS. What do you call it? MSA? MSA. MSA MSA in America. It's on a smaller scale exactly the same thing, right? Like there will be Muslims that are on a spectrum that would feel unwelcome because they feel, you know, they they can't come there. And if we're isolating Muslims in that way, then how are we going to bring them together? So I did. I thought that was a really great feature on the app. I was going to say, I I just have like some quick like tech type questions. First of all, I mean, Naman's been complaining about an algorithm. (laughs) What, What? What? How does your algorithm work? Like, oh, what the, is your the, algorithm? And why do you hate me? Yeah. <laughs> why do you hate the men? The, the, the secret sauce. You know, we have, you know, we're able to track you personally. And, you know, we're like, oh, it's your man. Give her the special, uh, the special links. No, um, you know what? Uh, no, the algorithm is remarkable. I, I wouldn't say it's extremely complex, in all honesty, right? Because, and especially early mismatch, right? When... If you're not that big, you can say all this, and trust me, apps will say we have all this super smart machine learning and all this rubbish, right? But at the end of the day, if you've got a certain pool of users, at the end of the day, you've got to show those pool of users because what else have you got? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, all we like, you know, within the the algorithm, as you say, obviously people have to be approved, otherwise they don't get seen. Number one, uh, number two, we look at how far they are. We look at uh, have they liked you already. Uh, uh, in terms of trying to order uh, uh, where they show you, uh, we have a bunch of other stuff around. Um, let's say if you have specific, well, if you have specific filters, hard filters, we'll then cut those people out. If you have certain preferences as well, we'll then rank them according to your preferences. Um, so that's all the kind of major stuff. Then there's other bits in terms of like uh, behavior, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, where we're going to be doing a lot more of that now that we're a lot bigger of. of you know, uh, you know, in Muzmatch, for example, when you unmatch someone, we ask you to leave some feedback. So we've got a ton of feedback of, uh, we ask you, uh, were they serious? Were they polite? We just added, were they responsive? I.e., did they ghost you? Uh, did you meet them? Would you recommend them, right? So they're like the five things that we ask. So we've got a ton of data now. What we're, what we're doing is an even better job of feeding that back in so that mm. the good, serious, polite people generally you uh, see uh, uh, first and sooner, etc. So uh, we've got the badges on the profiles, which I have to admit, from what I've seen, generally speaking, are actually quite indicative of decent people. Yeah, that of reminded me of Uber. Badges. I was like, "Oh, what's that?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you know what I'll tell you. This is this is how I mean, this is how interesting the journey of like, and you, you mentioned some of the tech stuff. So I first designed this kind of rating system, but the early Muslim match had an actual red and uh, green, right? So Ooh. I was like, imagine serious red. See, this is when you don't have psychology in it. So I'm like, you can rate each other, you know, yes or no, whatever. We'll put it on the profile. Oh my god! Um, people start obviously having like negative stats on their profile, like, public, <laughs> and then I was like, I don't think this is a good idea. We've got to get rid of this. <laughs> so oh, we got rid of it. And then you were like, Oh no! It's quite, it, it might be quite good because. Like I said, it reminded me of Uber. Like I get really, really defensive about my Uber rating, and so I will like I will be like taking those Uber journeys. So maybe it'll just make them swipe and be like. I, I mean, never... But what what I found was I remember when I when I dug into it, what I found was when people were leaving review, like especially when it came to negative feedback, both men and women were very harsh on each other. So, yeah, so yeah, I'm like, yeah. you know what? This is like, at the end of the day, it's just not helping. So let's yeah, get rid of that. Um, <laughs> no, but I was what I was also gonna say like I think it's awesome that you um, are even in this space because i mean compare like looking at everybody else there's very few sort of muslim you know tech people in mm. that space and so i think first of all i think that's awesome but also how, why like why do you think that is is why don't we go more into like entrepreneurship and also um like how can we encourage that more mm. so uh why are there not enough muslims in this space? i'll tell you part of it so the entrepreneurship thing i actually just think is a slightly generational thing like when I was in my banking job, no one really talks about entrepreneurship. It wasn't mm. a thing. There wasn't that much capital in it, especially in the I mean, the US is different. But let's say the UK, zero interest. I remember in the early days of Muslims trying to get investment. Trust me, no one was interested. It was it was like it was embarrassing. You know, I so I got still got so many rejections and people just blazed me and all this kind of stuff. People wasting my time, all that. Um, but interestingly, I remember when I went to the states. I actually met Muslim investors and they didn't get it and back it, or they got it but didn't back it. So they, so. Number, we definitely have a problem. We don't really support ourselves, to be honest. Um, we we don't we don't have that kind of risk appetite. Mm. I'm not going to knock them because I mean, if you, if you probably said this to anyone and knowing Muslims, you'd be like, well, 
it was quite brave to have an app then you know it's quite out there mm. and it's it's kind of with hindsight you're like well it's obvious you know what i mean um like for me i i thought about it quite cold when i went into this of saying it seems like this would be the direction of travel like this seems like a great idea and it it's weird i remember when um, like one of the famous things that zuckerberg said after i think yahoo when they tried to buy him for like a billion dollars whatever and he said no and like they his own team were like why not and uh, or, or i think they asked him like why did you turn that down and at the time, I remember he said, which which I think still following is true. He was like, I just couldn't think of a better idea to work on. And literally, that was it. He was like, you know what? <laughs> fair enough. Like, fair you enough. know, and that was it. And fair play, you know. And it's he proved it all out, you know, uh, uh, etc. So I do think part of it is, is a generational thing. So I do think now there are definitely more uh, people going into entrepreneurship as a mm. uh, as a as a career or whatever. Mainly because your normal, uh, not even nine to five, but your kind of lifetime jobs don't exist. They won't exist anymore. That whole model has changed. Um, if you just look at it, generally speaking, we're going through a hard time, right? People are losing their jobs, uh, you know, despite, you know, uh, kind of real world uh, living and earning hasn't been great for a lot of people. So in times like this, people are forced to almost kind of fend for themselves and say, you know, what, I'm going to start a business. I've got, I've got to make my own look, right? Mm -hmm. um, so definitely, uh, and just from my own learning of all of this, part of me wishes I did this sooner. But then, you know, like I said, by the same token, I wouldn't have had savings to do it. It's a, it's a very hindsight view of it, um, of saying, oh, I wish I did it sooner, because at the time, it's, the world was different uh, as well. But, you know, that said, you know, inshallah, whenever I have kids and all that kind of stuff, I would be like, start a business. Like, like literally, you learn so much. It's, you know, I'm sure there's plenty, there are, of course, plenty of, of failures, don't get me mm -hmm. wrong, but um, just the, the opportunity that it gives you is way more immense. Uh, uh, and just, I think, enriching in, in, not just on a money basis, but on a personal basis. So, And what, what like, what would you say to, like, and like as advice or to encourage people to go down that route so like one thing i've consciously done almost from day one and, and even to people who wanted to compete with us is say my door's open i'm happy to give anyone advice on their business on their idea on what on earth to do if they need if they need investment if i can help whatever i don't care i mean i've, I've had people who are, who are like want to operate in the muslim marriage space and i'm like yeah it's all good like i'll help mm. well i don't mind I, I literally don't mind at all so um, for me, I, I, you know, I'm very much like it's it's whatever whatever I know or my experience, I should try and use it to help other people in this to, to, just to get ahead because we all got to help each other out. I had nothing yeah. when I was doing it, and um, we just need it, and it's no skin off my back if somebody else does well. Like, well done, yeah. do you know what I mean? We need it. We need mm. more of that in our communities. I was gonna say, if anything, like Muslims should create the solutions for the problems we have. Totally. Like, why do we outsource it? We outsource so it important. all the time. Yeah, 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 like big time. Like you know, when you know, you know, we've had a lot of interest in in, in what we do, etc. And for us, I'm like, I feel not in an arrogant way, but I think we could do of anyone. I think we'll do the best job, inshallah. We've got the best team, we've got the best drive, and people who actually care, like genuinely care. I would just say for anyone else who either has an idea or whatever. Uh, uh, don't be stupid in terms of just like quitting everything and, 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 and jumping into this thing. Uh, do your homework. Um, do your own research. I'm amazed at people who do very little research. Um, sometimes you have to go with your gut. You know, don't get me wrong. There is an element of not always build it and they'll come, but sometimes people don't know what they need until you've built it, for mm -hmm. sure. So there is an element of that. But I actually think there's a lot of sensible stuff you can do before you get there. Um, uh, but like reach out to people like me. Although I'm sure there, are, you know, there definitely are other Muslim entrepreneurs who hopefully are helpful reach out because hope you know they'll give you a bit of advice or hopefully point you along the way uh in a good way and just take the advice you know at least listen to the advice you might not like it you might be like no they're talking rubbish fine <laughs> it's all good uh but just 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 hear them out at least because hopefully they've been there a little bit but uh, but by the same token don't be like if, especially if you're young do it you got you got absolutely nothing to lose i can't stress it enough like yeah. this is such a i remember when i was when i was thinking of quitting my job and trust me imagine working and for one and a half years you're sat at your desk literally planning your exit of how do i get out of this place and you're you know what is is it's very depressing because every day mm. you hate going to work and yeah. that kind of job is you know in banking for those like i'm at my desk at 6 30 in the morning right it's a committed like it's a lifestyle right it's not just you you're you're either committed or you don't do it so, yeah. so i was very committed but you know one and a half years was on my mind how the hell do i get out of this i don't want to be doing this i'm sick of it blah 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 blah, blah. um and for me it was a very conscious thing of planning like i planned my exit you know how to get out um but it takes effort and like genuine determination but the way i justified it to myself was you know what the you know hamza had some savings but i was like the what's the genuinely the worst that could happen yeah. the worst that could happen is i do much for a year two years it goes nowhere all right do i think i'm so thick that i can't get another job no i'll probably get another job would it be a pay cut yeah but it's still decent 
then literally what have Fair I got enough. to lose? Yeah, yeah. So if you look at it like that, I, you know, I think within reason anyone starts a business, you have to have a brain about it, you have to have your wits about you, et cetera. Literally go for it because you, you genuinely have nothing to lose. You can yeah. get a job with just hard work, you know, quicker than you realize. And I'm a big believer that, you know, under, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Uh, you'll learn a ton. It might send you on a completely different direction anyway, to be honest. Um, uh, but that said, you don't know that you might try having a business. It might be a complete disaster. But then, inshallah, Allah gives you, gives you a better job afterwards. You just have yeah. some faith yeah. and go for it, you know, with a good intention. That would be my advice. Yeah, all well, our founders have said the same thing. So if you're on this episode and you still are thinking about it, then since you've <laughs> been here for too long, that's a very smart way of actually looking at it. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, you simplified um, it quite nicely. Yeah, I also wanted to ask you, Shah. So something that's really common in dating app culture, um, and this is within Muslim community and other people, is you go on one app, you're like, I'm not having a good time. You delete the app, you go on another app. Now we've noticed from what, when, from us going on there, the other apps are giving the option to pick your religion, which before they didn't. So now you can go on Hinge mm. and say, you know, I'm a Muslim and I'm looking for a Muslim. I'm Middle Eastern, I'm looking for a Middle Eastern. Do you think that it's enough that you have those really specific specifications, for example, and I know on much you've got the sect and you've got, um, you know, you can ask for a particular country. Do you think that is what ultimately differentiates you from the other apps or what is it that you kind of use as something to pull in the Muslims in particular? So, uh, like, it's you know what, and this is one thing I learned, uh, the more I've done this, is the power of a brand mm. literally is. You know, so, you know, like, so, so you know, uh, you know, when I said earlier that, you know, we released uh, photo sharing on this match and, you know, Hamza only 1.5% probably are actually obscene, right? Which is, which compared to any, any mainstream app, trust me, that's peanuts, right? Which is good. <laughs> You know, which is, which is, which is, so it means, what, what that means is the intent and the audience up front has already kind of, within reason, has been filtered to some degree, right? Yeah. And then they're on the platform and they have an expectation of what is and isn't acceptable on this platform in terms of how I behave and what I'm looking for. And don't be wrong, people obviously stray on, on all of that. But generally speaking, people who use it, they know what the deal is here and what to expect and what to, to give, if you will. So that's that. Now, uh, and equally, you know, you're right, our, our profiles, yeah, we have sex and we have a bunch of other stuff like how often do you pray, how religious would you say you are, all that kind of stuff. But within reason, you know, you would argue, you know, we're a collection of Muslims, yeah. right? Whereas the, the other apps are general. Oh, by the way, we have this religion filter, like you said. Now, I, and I've tried the other mainstream apps because, you know, like, we, you know, we're, you we're on all the apps. You, you need you to know. see what the competitors do. Exactly, right? <laughs> You've got to keep an eye out. And, and I'm always just interested in the whole sector, you know, where's the yeah. sector... You know, because all different platforms try different things, they have different ideas on different. You know, there's, there's so many, there's so much variability between all these apps. So, you know, uh, you know, I signed up to so many, just just seeing what everyone was up to, mm. right? And um, and I remember the, the one thing I noticed was exactly that. I'm generalizing again, but Muslims I found on the mainstream ones weren't that practicing, in all honesty. So that's number one. And then number two was. There was all almost expectation of oh anything goes because this isn't a Muslim platform. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the intent is different from from the beginning, yeah. and I think that's what, what one you know powerful thing about Muslim matching. You know, there's a reason why Hamza we're the biggest in the world, and you know we've had this success or whatever. Or we've got you know like you said, uh, Naman, you said I think that people would just say Muslim match meaning any Muslim app, but really you know not necessarily Muslim match itself, but they just you know as you google where the muslim match thing right so which is great for us great finding but that's what yeah. it is it's, it's a, a brand yeah alhamdulillah you know it is <laughs> but it's it's power of a brand of people just know mm -hmm. that's the deal if i'm looking for that that's where i go I, I do think a big part of it is all the upfront stuff not yeah. necessarily the fact that you have a religion filter it's everything else yeah i think we agreed on that actually after we after we tried all the apps we said you know some things we might have personally preferred on other apps but ultimately it was nice to have somewhere to go where you know that mm. everyone there is muslim they'll be you know yeah. they'll be different in so many different ways you know some of them will take it seriously some will be sending naman weird pictures ultimately i think i think it's an amazing idea i think it's honestly a fantastic app um and i'm i'm enjoying the way that we are progressing towards kind of normalizing that especially in a world where um, mm. us younger generation we are working a lot more and we spend a lot more time at work we spend a lot more time socializing and focusing on ourselves and then that will affect our um, you know dating life and so if we have that safe space mm. as you described I think in the future if we if we encourage more people to be on it and then it will e be even more of a representation of society but mm. like you said the niche of Muslims yeah. I think that it will be really awesome 
You're dead right, but equally, 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 you know, like the flip side of that, this is the, the heavy bit is that, yeah, no doubt it's a big responsibility on, on us yeah. and me personally. Like that's, that's the genuinely, and I don't, I, I genuinely don't say it lightly. Like that's the thing that keeps me up at night is living with all of that. That yeah, no, hold on, we are transforming cameras into meet and marry. And I'm like, you know, I have to check myself, you know, is, you know, the various aspects, and I'm sure and this is the hard thing. We want religious figures to talk about this, and we trust we've encouraged, mm. we've tried to get them on board and to talk about it, but it's still too new, even for them, and it's still too a trickier area, etc. And, and I'm like, oh, okay, fine, but the problem is, is mosques within reason are letting us down on this perspective. Yeah, families aren't the families just aren't what they were on this perspective yeah. either. And it's like, well, good that you know guys and girls don't just meet up at a bar and all that kind of stuff we don't have that fine so then it's like well let's get real here yeah this, let's we, do have, something about we it. have to make this work so for me I, I like i see this as you know genuinely us as a platform we have to make this work you know and we're we're we're, we're on this journey almost as much as, as our users are as well i think i think for a lot of our listeners like i think we critique things in our communities so heavily, but when yeah. you really sit down and like hearing like all of the thought processes that you put into this app, like how hardworking your your staff is and like how much thought you put into it, I think it's really important for our, our like listeners mm-hmm. and generally people to know because at the end yeah. of the day you can bash like the name, but yeah. there's like people's like like you put so much of your life into it as well and stuff like that. So I think it's going to be really good for our listeners to really hear about like how much work actually goes into doing an app like this, especially for our community and how much mm. good, how much good can come from it and how much support that we need to put into it in yeah, order for it to continue thriving. So um, Shaz, I'm going to throw you under the bus here, but I just want you to let you guys know that he's listening to you guys when you're bashing him on Clubhouse. <laughs> just, just know. <laughs> what was this was this girl? <laughs> even must match they were like oh, oh yeah. I'm ghetto. and it's like Mind- you know like at least get the app name right you know some of those stories were suspects you know like big time i was up to i was knackered and i was up to like half 11 at night before i gave up because I was, I was so tired but listening to it but uh it genuinely is because i care i'm like yeah. i'm someone who i'll hear i've got a very thick skin you know i'm from Manchester, i'm from the north where we can take <laughs> anything you know we take the mick out of, of ourselves and i'm very uh, I'm someone who I can take. I can take anything. You know, you can you can say almost anything to me. And I don't get too emotional about it, within reason. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I can take it. Uh, and for me, I'm like it comes with the territory. Oh, awesome! All oh, the shells. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's actually been You're so very much fun. Um, I hope people get to see a little bit of the behind the scenes of Muzmatch. Um, so next time anybody asks us, "How do you find a man?" Just refer to this episode. Thank you. <laughs> next, obviously, just download the app on. The app store that's about on it the app this store. Is the yeah yeah this search most match that's all you need literally um, if you need a little bit more encouragement then they have um, an Instagram which is also at Musmatch and on there mm. you can see all the success stories which is really cute so they yeah, bring, loads, yeah, loads. They bring couples on and they kind of chat about how they met and it's cute check it out I'm not a softie but it's yeah. cute <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah until next time you can find us on at Chilab with a double I or Chilab.com bye Salam. Salam. <laughs> 